Welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International, and this is a conversation about this, our daily task of growing in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. It's great to be back with you again. I say again because I haven't recorded here for a while, and so there are probably some people out there who have been here before in this space talking about Jesus, uh, but probably some new faces and ears as well. sort of a kickoff episode uh, for 2023. Again, I haven't been recording for a while. A lot, of, a lot of stuff has happened this past year. So I want to take a moment today to reintroduce you to myself and to the Coming Home Network International and then to the show and then to the topic that I wanted to reflect on a bit with you today. So to begin with, uh, I, John Mark Grodi is my name and this is the Coming Home Network International. I'm the executive director of the Coming Home Network. My father, Marcus Grodi, that many are familiar with, is the founder and president of the Coming Home Network International. He was a Presbyterian minister for many years uh, and eventually became convicted through his experiences uh, and his study and his learning that he needed to become Catholic, that the Catholic Church was true. And so it was a difficult process for him. Uh, he ended up leaving his pastoral ministry and going back to school and eventually becoming Catholic and, and being very blessed, our family's been very blessed to have opportunities to continue to do ministry within the church. That's not always the case for pastors who become Catholic. He was able to, and one of the ministries that he eventually founded was the Coming Home Network to help other people who were thinking about becoming Catholic, especially other pastors like himself. And so this year, 2023, is actually uh, the 30th anniversary uh, of the Coming Home Network. For 30 years, we've been uh, sharing the stories conversion stories of people coming home to the Catholic Church, as well as helping uh, those who are on that journey, answering questions, uh, being a uh, being a, a, a hand of, of fellowship in their lives, and, and doing whatever we, we have been able to to help those who are on that journey. So that's, that's a bit about who I am. Again, the Coming Home Network is this apostolate that's dedicated to helping people become Catholic. Uh, and this show... Um, amongst our many other resources, this is a show about the continual uh, journey of conversion to Jesus Christ. And I want to talk a little bit about, about the show because uh, it's interesting. In one sense, it, it seems a little out of place, perhaps, uh, in the Coming Home Network International, but in another uh, sense, it fits very well and actually helps to specify precisely what, what I think makes uh, the network so great. Um, when I think, when people think of, of uh, an apostolate helping other people become Catholic, uh, they're thinking more in terms of apologetics, right? Making this apologetic defense of the church, trying to convince you to become Catholic, right? And there's a, there's a bit of that. Certainly people, when they're uh, investigating the Catholic church, when they're asking questions, a lot of it has to do with doctrine, with, uh, with uh, what we believe and what the differences are and kind of hashing out some of those differences. And so there's a place for that, certainly. Um, we have members of our team and, and members of the network who are you know, answering a lot of those questions. There's a great series, you know, if, 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 you're, if you're watching on YouTube or listening through podcasts, a uh, great series with some of my colleagues, um, Ken Hensley and Kenneth 
Kenny Burchard and Matt Swaim, they have a show called On the Journey, where they do this narrative apologetic thing. Like they're sharing from their stories why they became Catholic, and they're going through different topics, kind of explaining again their their reasoning, their thought process to help you know answer the questions you might have. And so that kind of thing makes perfect sense for what we do. We're helping people become Catholic, and so we got to answer those questions. We got to got to work through the things. But one thing we've always kept in mind from the very beginning of the network, and this really comes out of the ethos of my father, you know, he, he became Catholic because he loved Jesus Christ. That's the reason why he cared enough to make such a, uh, a tumultuous change in our family's life. You know, if he hadn't cared so much about that, even if he became convinced that, you know, some of the doctrines of Catholicism were true, like, it would have been too much trouble, right? No, it's because he loved Jesus, and once he became convinced that, that the church was who she says she is, that the church was the body of Christ, was Christ's gift to us, his disciples, was the normal means through which he gives us grace, through which he guides us, through which he, he uh, safeguards the truths he's handed on to us. Once my father became convinced of that, he, he had to become Catholic. And so we're here to share the truth and beauty of the Catholic Church, certainly the apologetics as needed, right? But most of all, we keep in mind that that the reason for becoming Catholic is to continue to grow closer to Jesus Christ. And we want to make sure that anyone who's a, who's coming on, on a journey to the Catholic Church, they're working through the, the, the studies, they're talking to people, we, we want to make sure that they're staying close to Jesus, that their, their uh, commitment to prayer and sanctification in Christ is not flagging as they're going through many of the difficulties inherent in that journey. And that's always informed, you know, our our way of doing things. My father's always said over the years that we're not here to push, pull, or prod anyone into the Catholic Church. Well, why, right? <laughs> if it's true, why wouldn't you push, pull, or prod? Well, it's precisely because pushing, pulling, or prodding uh, anyone into anything is not to help them freely grow in that thing. So I wanted to take a, a little detour here for a moment to talk about virtue. Again, if, if anyone has listened to some of the, the reflections here in the past on this show, or some of my great conversations in the past couple of years with Father Peter Grodi, my brother, or my colleagues here at the Coming Up Network, Brother Rex, Anthony Norris, Denise Bossard, Kenneth Hensley, Kennedy Bouchard, many others, many other good conversations, uh, they will note that virtue has been one of the, the key focuses of this show, Growing in Virtue. And I wanted to, to revisit that topic a little bit today because to, I want you to understand kind of how it fits in this whole, this whole puzzle. Um, I think often in the, ch- in the Catholic Church and in the Christian tradition nowadays, we're all familiar with the word virtue. We're all generally familiar with some of the virtues. But we, I think, often think of it as something extra, something optional, Something that's, you know, yeah, one aspect of the spiritual life or the journey, but that we may or may not be focusing on it. But there's another sense of the virtues that uh, is not optional. There's another sense in, of, of thinking of, of virtue, uh, which places it right at the center of what we're talking about when, when it means, when we think of what it means to be a Christian. And that is virtues, the virtues and virtue as a, as a framework is one way of, of describing the human person and specifying what good action looks like. All the Christian life is, uh, is call and response, God's call and our response. 
God's in initiative in grace, the grace that he gives us, and then our response to it. Now, our response to it always is our, our free choice. Right? We, we respond freely to God's uh, invitation. Well, the specification of that response, our words, our actions, our decisions, the virtues uh, describe uh, what that response should look like, what a good response, what a good action, a good decision looks like. It also helps us to understand how to imitate Christ. I mean, we're, we're comfortable, we're all comfortable with the language of imitating Christ. And we're to imitate him. We as Catholics are also, we expand that even further, that we, we see the saints as, uh, as people that we imitate, right? Because they, they followed Christ radically and they're listed up as examples of, of a Christian fidelity and virtue. And so the virtues also are helpful in that, that imitation, uh, because it, they help to specify what we're imitating. We're to imitate Jesus, but not necessarily in the externals, right? We're not necessarily to dress like him, you know, or to be a carpenter like he was, or to walk the hills and valleys of Judea like he did, necessarily. Maybe you are. I, I know I'm not, and that, that wouldn't be according to the vocation that he's given me as a husband and a father. We're to imitate him most uh, precisely in his virtues, the qualities of his soul, his way of thinking, the way that his heart responded to his father and to the people around him, the, the kinds of things he did. That's how we're to imitate him most precisely. And so too with saints, or even with older brothers and sisters in the faith that we look up to that are still walking among us. Uh, the virtues help to specify, well, what is it about that person that makes them a good Christian? You know, it's not merely the external, it's what flows from their heart. Uh, another term for virtue, the virtues, are habits of soul. These things that we, that we do, these patterns of, of thinking and choosing and acting that become habits in our very soul, our heart, and that flow out into the external actions that we perform. And so the virtues, again, they help us to, to understand our Lord and his saints and the ways, the ways, the, the qualities of, of soul and of mind that we're to imitate in him. So when we think about this in the context of the Coming Home Network International, again, we, we want to invite people to become Catholic because we believe the Catholic Church truly is Christ's church and that the Holy Spirit guides her. Um, but the process by which you become Catholic, we want to make sure that that journey is a journey that helps you to grow in virtue. And I think it's helpful to understand what I mean by that, to think of maybe the counterexamples. Right? We know, we know that sometimes when we're on a journey, when we're thinking about making a decision in our life, we can give in to fear. We can become fearful of, oh, am I making the wrong choice? Or, um, you know, yeah, yeah am I going to, Am I going to misstep here, or do I need to go quicker than I'm going, or do I need to slow down? We, we wrestle with fears. We wrestle with desires, too. I, I, want to, I want to stay where I'm at. I'm quite comfortable. You know? Or maybe I want to become Catholic because it's, maybe it's convenient now, right? or I really like the liturgy or something like that. There's all sorts of reasons why we might move forward on a journey with Christ or hold back that could be for some other reason than it's the right thing at the right time in the right way in obedience to Christ. 
And uh, we want to ensure, when we're helping people become Catholic, we're always insisting that people stay rooted in prayer as they go along that journey. Make sure that their studying is virtuous studying. Make sure that their, their questioning is, is holy questioning. Um, that, that they're never losing or flagging in trust in Jesus as they ask some of these difficult questions. Um, and we want to stay united in that, in that commitment to staying close to Christ. Because we're all on a journey. Again, here at the Coming Home Network, we're working with people who are thinking about becoming Catholic. But we never for a moment think that any, any journey ends when you become Catholic, just as your journey didn't end when you became a Christian. You know, That was the beginning of, of your journey. You know, that was a milestone along the journey. But once you gave your life to Jesus Christ, that was just the, the starting gun. Now you have the life to live in Christ. And we believe, you know, becoming Catholic is just another step along that journey for many Christians. And so we want to make sure that as we're going through the day-to-day walk, that we're growing in holiness, in virtue, in imitation of Jesus Christ. In, in John 15... Gospel of John, chapter fifth, chapter fifteen, verse five, and we're all you know very familiar with that passage of the vine and the branches. In verse five, Jesus says, "I am the vine; you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing." You know, my uh, my father over the years has often talked a lot about the the ways that being in Christ and abiding in Christ show up uh, throughout the Gospels and throughout the New Testament as Christians uh, uh, thought through this idea of what it means to be in Christ, and what it means to ab- abide in Him, and then what, what is this fruit that we're supposed to bear? And again, one of the reasons to discuss virtue here is that the vir- virtue helps to specify what is it the fruit that we're to bear. When we think of fruit, sometimes we just think of the externals. You know, if we're if I'm a Christian, well, then the fruit is the good acts I do out there, or maybe the converts that I make, the, the people that I preach the gospel to, and that's that's certainly a part of it. But we know that all those things can be done badly or wrongly, right? Um, we've all experienced, you know, um, bad evangelists, you know, or uh, hypocritical preachers, you know, people who may speak the gospel with their lips but not live it by their lives. And therefore, they end up only producing anti-fruit, if you will. Uh, or, or if there's fruit that's produced, it's in spite of them, not because of them. We know that the externals have to flow from a changed heart. And again, the virtues help us to understand what a changed heart looks like. Uh, I haven't mentioned any names of virtues yet. We've talked a lot of, in the past years. Again, I'll, I'll just run through them for a moment. There's traditionally two main lists of virtues. There's the the theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity. And there's the cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Um, Faith, hope, and charity, broadly speaking, as theological virtues, are these gifts of grace. These gifts of the grace to be in relationship with God, faith in God, hope in his promises, and the ability to love as he loves to love him and to love those around us. These are things that are even beyond our human nature. They're gifts that we receive purely by grace through our baptism, through our relationship with Christ. Now, the cardinal virtues uh, describe, broadly speaking, 
our human nature, which itself is a grace, but sort of a, uh, a different sort of grace that God's given us, so that in our human nature, in our nature as humans, body and soul, there are ways that we can grow uh, in, under our own power to be a good human, right? To, to think well, to discern well, to choose well, to act well. Now, we know as Christians that those aren't never, they're never going to be enough apart from Christ. We need Christ because we're broken people. But in union with Christ, there's still then this call and response between God's grace and our free action. So God initiates in grace this invitation to draw close to him, to come to know Christ in the first place, or, or perhaps, as you might be on this journey, to draw close to this church that he's given us. There's this initiation, this invitation in grace, and then there's our response to it. Our response of giving our lives to Christ, of choosing to be baptized, of choosing to be confirmed in the church, of choosing to, to make changes in our lives, to get sin out of our lives, to do good to those around us. Those are our responses to God's grace. One of the reasons that we have to stay rooted in prayer in our lives as Christians is that we, 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 there's always this temptation to begin to rely too much on our own actions and responses and not enough on the grace that we need to receive from, from God. And so prayer is always this way of coming back and sitting before God and conversing with him and loving him so that then we're ready to go out and do the things he's called us to do. But again, the, the cardinal virtues, the, the, the human virtues, as we might call them, specify the ways that we uh, respond to God. And again, very broadly, broad overview here, prudence is this virtue by which we, we turn to face reality. We, we make a choice to try to be a person of reality. We try to see things as they are, and we try to make decisions according to reality. And this may not sound like a big deal, but we know that we go through life quite often just mindlessly, right? We just react to things. We get up in the morning in a funk and we just kind of stumble into the day. Well, the first act of virtue, this first human action of responding to God's grace is prudence, this turning to reality and beginning to make decisions in response to reality. We're more familiar with the virtue of justice, which is to give each his or her due. And that's the virtue of, of responding to the reality of, of the relationships that we live in as persons with other persons. Our relationship to God, our relationship to spouse, our relationship to employer or employee or brother or sister. All these are real relationships that we didn't make up. We receive from God. And then we are to respond rightly to those relationships. And so justice is responding rightly to these relationships, to give God his due, to give my spouse her due, to give my children their due, etc. Courage and temperance or self-control are more familiar virtues. We're not to be people controlled by fear. And so courage is to recognize that when I experience fear, I do the hard, right thing because it's right, even though it's hard. That's the virtue of courage, broadly speaking, and then temperance or self-control, recognizing that I have these desires, these movements, these passions in me, because God made me. They're not bad. They're, they're good. They're created by God, but they're disordered, or they're out of proportion, or they're disorganized. And so sometimes my desire to eat, or my desire to drink, or my other desires, the other movements of my body and soul are, are disproportionate to one another, or they're not leading me to true holiness and happiness. And so I have to, I have to temper them. I have to control them. I have to bring them in. 
uh, not to destroy them, but to reorder them to be working according to God's grace. These virtues specify altogether the ways in which we respond as humans to God's grace. We come to know Jesus Christ. He gives us the gift of grace. And then we, in our humanness, we turn to him. We recognize that relationship and justice. And then we proceed out in the Christian life. And as we experience uh, challenge or fear uh, or difficulty, again, in courage, we push on through. And we do what needs to be done in obedience to Christ. And when internally we experience, uh, you know, desires that are disordered or disproportionate or, or, or disorganized, we temper them again in obedience to Christ so that our body and soul more and more are oriented rightly towards what they're supposed to be doing, what they were created to do. Um, these, these virtues help us to understand uh, what it looks like to respond well to Christ. And so, again, here at the Coming Home Network International, we are here to help you become Catholic or explore the possibility of becoming Catholic. That's, that's what we're doing here. Um, but we're here to help you grow in virtue as well. We want to make sure that the process of becoming Catholic, if that's where you're being led, that that's a process through which you grow deeper in prayer, deeper, closer to our Lord Jesus Christ, even before you become Catholic. Again, on the other side of becoming Catholic, we do believe that through the church that, that Christ gives us so many good gifts. He gives us the sacraments of the church, which these amazing gifts, um, uh, the Eucharist being uh, the preeminent example that we believe as Catholics, that in the Eucharist, Christ gives us his own body and blood, soul and divinity, his own divine presence, divine and human presence uh, in this unique way. That when he said he would, he would, he would be with us always. This is part of how he fulfills that promise. He's here in his body, in this mysterious thing we call the Eucharist. We believe that becoming Catholic, that within the church, uh, we have, we have all these gifts that Christ wants to give us. But on the way, on that journey, we want to make sure that we're all, um, growing deeper, closer to Christ through the process. Because that's really, that's really the model for the rest of our life, right? Whatever we're experiencing in our vocation, you know, as whether we're married or in religious life or in our jobs, in our money, our time, uh, even our leisure, our entertainment, we want to make sure everything we do is taken captive and submitted to Christ. That everything that we're, we're doing, we're doing in such a way that is becoming to a Christian, uh, in such a way that we're, we're sanctified through the process. Everything we do should be for the glory of God and in service and love of our neighbor. That's, that's, that's the goal here. Whether it's becoming Catholic, that process, or any of those other uh, journeys that we might experience in life. So um, hopefully that, that ethos here is something that we can all share. You know, whether you're listening to this as a fellow, uh, mostly lifelong Catholic like I am. Again, my family came in when I was young. Or uh, if you are a convert to the Catholic Church. Or if you are someone who, uh, a, a fellow Christian who's not Catholic but thinking about becoming Catholic or, or, or maybe just asking some questions, hopefully we all share that commitment that this is a journey deeper into Jesus Christ. And the reason that we're even asking these questions is because we're just open to the possibility that there might be more that he wants to give us. That maybe that if the church is what she says she is, what I believe she is, maybe there's more that Christ wants to give you. And that's the reason you would become Catholic because it's truly uh, his church. And so, uh, wherever you are on that journey, 
just know, I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I want you to pray for me. Uh, and if we can be any of assistance uh, in your journey, certainly check out chnetwork.org. We have resources, community, a newsletter there for you. But in the meantime, as you go about that exploration, that journey, whatever journey you're on, again, stay close to Jesus Christ. Go deeper in prayer. Uh, make sure whatever you do is for the glory of God and that it is, uh, is prudent, just, courageous, and temperate so that you're, you're growing more in imitation of Jesus. So that's all I have for you today. Again, this is sort of the kickoff episode for 2023. Uh, coming soon, we're going to have uh, some discussions with some colleagues and uh, some converts to the Catholic Church uh, about uh, unity, the unity for which Christ prayed. We just had a, a recently, we had a series of prayer for Christian unity. And so I want to have a discussion, maybe a series of episodes on uh, what unity looks like in terms of our individual contribution to it. How do we become people who are uh, working towards the unity for which Christ prayed? I think that'll be a good discussion with uh, one of my colleagues here at the Coming Home Network. We're going to do a series on Mary uh, as one of the as the preeminent saint and how uh, imitating her virtues, her qualities, uh, can help draw us closer to Jesus Christ, as well as lots of other reflections and uh, uh, episodes besides this year on prayer and virtue and uh, living out our vocation as Christian husbands and fathers and employers and employees and all the other roles that God calls us to fill. So I hope you'll be back uh, for that conversation. Once again, I'm John Mark Grodi here at the Coming Home Network International. This is Deep in Christ. Hope to talk to you again soon. God bless. God bless.